everybody, and welcome to the Week 10 edition of Coach's Night Out. We're live at Town Square Social. I'm your host, Tommy Bryan, and we'll have a, a good show for you this evening as we head toward the very tail end of the regular season. Coach's Night Out, Town Square Social is the site, 145 Public Square, here in Lebanon, open for lunch and dinner seven days a week. Advantage Roofing Contractors. LLC, Donnie Self and Rob Painter, Daryl Tidwell, loan originator with Southern Bank of Tennessee, the Salas Realty Group, 120 Public Square, THW Insurance Services, LLC, Cumberland University Athletics, and D.T. McCall and Son, Lebanon, Carthage, Lafayette, Franklin, and Cookville make this show possible through their sponsorship. Week 10, October 20, Green Hill plays at Cookville, Ezel Harding at Friendship Christian, that's homecoming for the Commanders, Columbia Academy at Mount Juliet Christian Academy, Hendersonville at Lebanon for Senior Night, Macon County at Watertown, Wilson Central at Warren County, and Mount Juliet travels to Franklin. Thanks to all of our sponsors again for making this show possible. Chuck Gentry, head coach of the Blue Devils, with us in the first segment of our show. And, Chuck, again, uh, tough one, so tough last week. You got off to the great start against Mount Juliet. To the Bears' credit, they kept coming back. They got it into overtime, got it into a second overtime. Mount Juliet comes away with a a 38-31 win. And it's – I know because it means so much to you, the coaches and the players – fans it, it still got to gnaw at you oh it does you know it this is one of those that uh the way i'll just use myself the way i am in 10 years it'll still be eating at me. uh but uh again you have to snap and clear and get ready to play hendersonville but you know as you look back on that game number one hats off to mount you that they have a really really good football team uh a the first half our kids played well and opportunistic and did the things that we asked them to do game plan wise. Second half, we didn't play so well, had some things not go our way and, you know, didn't make the plays when we had had to make the plays. And that lies on me, coaches, players, you know, all of it. Uh, you know, we felt like, you know, things should have been done and and we could have managed things better and you know just a little extra but you know one of those one of those nights and again Mount that has something to do with that and uh shoulda coulda woulda didn't so uh you know you try to learn from it you try to correct it uh but I will say one thing our kids played a lot of snaps and played hard and uh you know I I, I talked to them after the game they're upset. I'm upset, but I was uh, very proud with the way that they played, the way that they acted, the way they handled themselves. Because when you put so much into something and you're so close and it don't happen, it's it is uh, sometimes hard to deal with, and and you know sometimes rivalries bring out the worst in people. And uh, you know I was very proud of our character and composure when it didn't go our way. Mount Juliet had 72 offensive snaps, and the defensive unit wound up being on the field a lot there in that second half. You look at some of those numbers, and Chuck Weston Binkard had a game. Good grief, what a game. 14 tackles, two tackles for loss, intercepted a pass and ran it back 25 yards for a touchdown after Kleinard had deflected it and and, and knocked the ball up in the air. He blocked the punt that wound up being a touchdown when Mariah fell on it in the end zone. He recovered an onside kick and recovered a, a block punt. I mean, a block field goal. The kid had an incredible game, and to look at him, he doesn't look like a linebacker, but the, the young man made plays for you all night long. He was the Bates Ford Wilson County Player of the Week. Yeah, one of the kind of young men that you uh, want to go to war with. Uh, he is there every day, works hard smile on his face, means something to him, you know, takes pride in what he, what he does, 
you know, we asked him when he was a freshman to get him on the field, hey, go play defensive tackle, defensive end. He did it. We moved him back to linebacker. He did it. We moved him to safety. He did it. We moved him back to outside linebacker. And, uh, you know, in, in one of the biggest games of the year, he has his best game. And, you know, that's what you look for. And uh, too bad that we didn't help him a little bit where we could uh, celebrate. But, uh, you know, it, it, he played well along with along with some others. But uh, Bink's got a motor that don't stop and a fantastic young man also. And, uh, you know, we're proud of him. Chasen Dixon's another kid that comes to mind, Chuck. I want to say he had seven catches for 133 yards. He made a catch one time where uh, Kaysen kind of threw it in the hole between two defenders, and he's back almost like a center fielder and catches it a, a couple of really good grabs. Yeah, he had some uh, some really good good. You know, he went down one time and caught a slant route. He the one you're talking about. Kind of looked like Stretch Armstrong. He yeah. looked like he was about seven feet tall, and 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 but he has uh, Chasen has really really good hands, and uh, you know we had him open again for a double move and just barely overthrew him, and you know just uh, you know he had a good game, and he's uh, a, a big big part of our offense, you know especially in our throw game, and and you know really really good at uh, route running and 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 hands, you know very very special. Azita, the tailback, the freshman, got some work in there, and it looks like as the season goes along, he's going to wind up getting more work. Yeah, he, uh, you know, he uh, again, he is just a freshman, but he, uh, you know, he popped one through there, and uh, uh, I couldn't have fit through that hole uh, walking through there, and he turned sideways and got through there and and, and popped out. Uh, his running styles are a lot like DeQuante's, and uh, he's got a bright future ahead of him and he wants to learn eager to learn hard worker and uh you know he, he's got a bright future ahead and and uh we, we'll, we'll start to lean on him more as he gets more comfortable the thing about high school football you've, you've got this game and now you got to forget about it and move on to the next one because you don't want that game to beat you twice and you got hendersonville Coming to Lebanon on Friday the 20th, 7 o'clock, kickoff, senior night. Hendersonville's an awfully good football team. Well, they're 6-2, uh, and two, one of the better teams that we've played. Of course, they've been beat by uh, Beach, who we know is a very, very good football team, and one other who I can't remember right off the top of my head. But, again, they've got a dynamic quarterback who may be the best overall player that we've played all year. Which uh, that says a lot. Oh yeah, we played some good ones, and uh, you know he is very dynamic. He's a he's a lefty. He can throw it. He can throw it about seventy yards. He can run. He's got moves. He's strong. He's got great command of their offense, and he's uh, kind of like watching Kyler Murray and Patrick Mahomes back there. He'll run around and all different arm angles, and then all of a sudden, boom! He shoots it out of there, or he then he just pumps it and takes off running, and it's. Here he goes weaving through traffic, and so very scary young man. And then, of course, they always uh, have some wing T components, which makes it hard. And then, you know, they uh, do a really good job on defense. But like you said, uh, we uh, we had a team meeting on Monday. We talked a little bit about Mount Juliet and tried to get over it. Uh, Monday's practice was kind of short. We had the JB freshman kind of combo there with Gallatin. And then Tuesday and Wednesday we have. Uh, you can tell they're getting getting over it, getting out of the funk, and and we, I made a concerted effort to say, no matter what, uh, you know, this is just another regular season game. It's not a region game. However, in all these tiebreakers, it may mean something down the road. But it's the next one. It's our last home game. Maybe the last time that these seniors ever step foot in that stadium and on that field as a Blue Devil wearing that helmet, and we owe it to them. To, to give their best best performance. Now, with that being said, you know, it's another football game, and let's go play. And uh, like I said, I was told Friday night, the, there's a reason that the uh, windshield's bigger than the rearview mirror. Once you once you get over it, look forward, don't look back. And well, I said, well, you know how I am. I'll be thinking about this one for a long, long time. But come Monday, I'll be ready to go. And I told my wife about three minutes before I talked to our team, 
uh, I've got to flush this one and go on. As, as bad as I would love to go back and play it and do all those things or have a timeout and call it or whatever, but uh, can't. So let's go uh, Henderson Bills the next one, and, and maybe uh, maybe we'll arrive in a bad mood and 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 play play some good football. When you talk about Hendersonville offensively, for years, Hendersonville was a wing T football team. Wing, slot, split in. They try to out-formation you. They go tackle over or go one balance. But they're using a little more twins out of this set to take advantage of the skills of that quarterback. Yeah, you still get the, the tight end wing, but they've taken that slot outside the twins, put the quarterback in shotgun. So they still have their wing T stuff. And then they've got their spread component, and it makes it uh, a lot uh, very similar to some of the things that Oakland does. And then defensively, uh, you know, for years they were an old school fifty team. Right. You knew exactly what you were going to get, and now they're a a fifty, a forty, uh, a five one. They'll bring one linebacker down and leave a five one and play man coverage. They'll, uh, you know, they'll do some of those things to make sure. Uh, that you don't know what they're doing. Then they'll get in a 3-3 stack to make it worse. And uh, so you have to be able to communicate and know what's going on to uh, to be able to do that. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's a tall task. And like I say, plus they do have a good kicker, kicker and a good kicking game. So uh, good football team. But when we scheduled it, we wanted towards the end of the season to play you know, how, and I didn't know it was going to be a sandwich, sandwich between. Right. You know, you know, we were just, all right, this is what we're doing. We had talked to Coach Beasley and said, yes, we want to play if at all possible. We get our schedule. He's calling. We're calling. And the, the week that works is nine. And so uh, it's the next one or week ten is now. But let's play them and, and, and see what happens. And maybe it will prepare us uh, for on down the line, whether it's the next week versus Gallatin or – hopefully uh, further. When you face a defensive unit that is as diverse as Hendersonville appears to be, does that limit your playbook a little bit because you want to try to do three or four things against everything, or you still got your whole package? And it is later in the season, so the guys should know what they're supposed to be well, doing. Well, you know, we, we block rules, and so based off what we call – most of the stuff that I call should be able to block. If you apply your rule, you should be able to block what you got. That doesn't always happen, doesn't always work. And so we try to cut some things out. We try to get in the best formations, the best motions and stuff. But uh, I'm the kind of guy that I don't want to let them dictate to me what I'm going to do. I like to try to say, all right, I'm going to do this. And, and if you're going to do that, well, we'll do this. But uh, Again, we try to be proactive instead of reactive, and and you know, sometimes it's good, sometimes it, well, I shouldn't have done that. But uh, again, we 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 don't run a lot of plays. We run a lot of formations, a lot of motions, and the same same things. And and again, sometimes that's good, sometimes it's bad. But uh, I mean, we're going to do what we do, and uh, do it the best way we know how, and hopefully we execute, and you know, hopefully mentally. That, uh, like I said, with the communications on par and we don't have any bust about who we're bust. You know, I tell them all the time, you turn on any brand of football, sometimes defense wins. Sometimes offense wins. Sometimes somebody whips somebody. Don't let it be alignment and assignment. You know, sometimes it's Jimmy's and Joe's. Yeah. And so we want to win the alignment and assignment. And hopefully, if you win the alignment and assignment, hopefully the Jimmy's and Joe's are help and then you know but uh, it is what it is we try to do what we do and put our kids in the best position and 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 hopefully we can execute that good bunch of seniors will have will be celebrated on friday night during senior night that's normally during pregame i know band and cheer and dance and all those folks will be going all the fall sports will be going through that uh this has been a good group of seniors oh yeah i mean this has been a great group of seniors uh you know they Part of a good stretch of Lebanon football. Been involved, you know, some of them been involved playing since they were freshmen. Some all the way up until till till now, and played in a lot of football games. And they've been uh, done a good job being leaders, leaders in the 
on the field, leaders in the school. Um, you know, when 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 Woody Hunt stops you and says, "Coach, I had two of your kids over helping me move," and uh, they're they're fine young men, and uh, you know that's you know uh, pretty pretty high praise from 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 a guy that I really admire, and so you know it's just one of those uh, things. Get good kids, twenty. 22 of them, and, and it's uh, a group that we're proud to be around, and, and, and you know, they will be good members of society and, and, and things like that, good dads, good husbands, and, and, and stuff, and uh, we're proud of the growth of some of them as an individual, as a player, and collectively as a group, you know, they've done a good job leading their team, and, uh, you know, I, I'll say this, you know, when we first started this year a lot of people thought it was a uh, rebuilding year and uh, eight games in we've been knocking on the door in every game and and win lose or draw you know most people will say well you've got a decent football team that's fighting and doing and that's all you can ask for yeah uh talk about a couple of things here sponsorship wise family medical associates and pediatrics pays the freight so that Shop Springs Creamery can be the official chocolate milk of Lebanon High Football. Uh, book Project, Character Time, sponsored by Partlow Funeral Chapel, Cumberland University, Mayhem Mechanical, LLC, John McDermott, Buckeye Drugs, and Sellers Funeral Home. This week's team sponsors, I thought JV Freshman was over, and then you wind up with a game on Monday and you had to feed those guys. We uh, had a, had a rain rain out on the Thursday okay. uh, before fall break. And so we didn't get to, uh, we didn't get to finish the, uh, the freshman Gallatin. And so Gallatin was moving some of their freshmen up and done. Uh, so we, uh, we played our JV and any freshman that wanted to play. So instead of two quarter JV game, we played a three quarter hour running clock okay. and, and, and did good. And, uh, those those fine families also fed the freshmen, and uh, it ended up being just about all of us uh, some Shoney's, and uh, there was some uh, there was some fried chicken that was devoured. The Bennett family, the Scruggs family, and the Smith family made that possible. Uh, so that we put this show together on Wednesday, of course. Bo Massingale will provide the meal on Thursday, and then Friday, Wilson Bank and Trust, John McNearman, and Kurt Baker. Again, the kids really look forward to that that sort of thing, Chuck. They love it. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, you know, uh, if you could come in there uh, Thursday, uh, Miss Miss Rose, who's there, uh, was working the gate for us because uh, Coach Martin was out. Oh, and she said, goodness gracious, I knew y'all ate. But, you know, and, and we, had, uh, we had chicken, mashed potatoes, green beans, rolls, plates, napkins, Gatorade, and pizzas. And uh, those kids were coming in and getting, and then uh, the, the the freshman went first with Brother Darren, and then uh, then the JV came through, and then the varsity came through, and the coaches came through, and then kids kept coming back. And she said, this is a production. And I said, well, there's one thing I can promise you, that this bunch loves to eat, and the people that feed us treat us right, and, and, and uh, there's nothing that ever goes to waste. bad part is that Coach, coaches have to clean up the mess and and the, the stuff but it's uh it, it's always a fun time and the, the stuff that they uh that they like to talk about and 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 go through in those uh, you never know what the conversation is going to be chuck thanks for the visit as always best of luck when hendersonville comes to town on friday thank you tom chuck gentry head coach of the blue devils with us here on the first segment of week 10 town square social is the site coaches night out is the show we'll be back right after these words.
second segment of Coach's Night Out live from Town Square Social. We're all over Facebook, several platforms on uh, Twitter, now called X, at TB Sports 5. The great thing about the show, if you miss part of it tonight, you can go back while you're supposed to be working tomorrow and watch the show in front of your uh, at your desk. Uh, thanks to Advantage Roofing Contractors, LLC, Donnie Self and Rob Painter, Daryl Tidwell, loan originator with Southern Bank of Tennessee, the Salus Realty Group, 120 Public Square, Lebanon, THW Insurance Services, LLC, Cumberland University Athletics, and D.T. McCall and Sons, Carthage, Lafayette, Lebanon, Franklin, and Cookville, home of free delivery. Tim Mathis, head coach at Cumberland University, with me in segment number two. And, Tim, uh, a tough one last week. It, it looks like Georgetown got things rolling on you a little bit, and you just couldn't couldn't get those things couldn't get those guys stopped. 42-14 wound up being the final score. And it really, you know, it got out of hand for us in the third quarter. Um, you know, we really were hanging with them, do, doing good. The difference uh, probably in the game was, um, and we knew they're, they're a good football team, yeah. and we knew they were. We knew we'd have to play, you know, a pretty uh, hassle-free game to, to get it done. And we couldn't, defensively, we couldn't get pressure on their quarterback. And that's something we've done pretty good with our D linemen, but that their strength of their team and it has been for years or whatever, but is their offensive line. And and they they were able to to hold us out and, and ne- never really thrown thrown the ball very much, but they hit us for several long balls because <clears throat> eye candy and stuff when we were looking in the wrong places in the secondary and then offensively we moved the ball really, really well. We just we get stalled out with with a penalty or a bad play, and you know we got it figured out in the second half, but it was a little too late. And that you know kids kept fighting, and but they they're a good football team, and and, and to, to beat a team like that, you gotta you gotta you gotta play to their level, and we just didn't Saturday. Well, and it seems like every time out in the Mid South Conference, you're gonna run into some folks that can really play and Georgetown kind of beginning to feel it a little bit. I think they were ranked 14th and so. uh, the Lindsey Wilson coaching staff is now at Georgetown and Lindsey was good. And now Georgetown is starting to feel it a little bit. Right. And they, you know, what their strength was, was their run game. I think, you know, their running back was a leading rusher and they, they were the leading, I think running team in the conference and, we held them to 140 yards rushing, their lowest total of the years. You know, that we did well. We just – we didn't – we couldn't get – our whole defense is predicated in our stopping the pass as getting pressure on the quarterback, and we didn't – we didn't do that. And then um, offensively, I think we got it – we got it figured out. We got it figured out too late. And, and we, we – you know, we really started moving the ball on them there, but – then it was just it was too late again you can't we just can't wait that long to do that and it's just you know the matchup for us i guess looking at it afterwards is you know wasn't a good matchup for us they were just they were better up front than we were and and, you know so it just wasn't a very good thing from that end but i was proud of the way they fought they kept fighting 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 and we got you know offensively got it figured out and even we're driving there at the end to get to get another touchdown. In the second half, they really never stopped us um, driving the ball. So, you know, that's a, you got to take something, some positives sure, out sure. out of it, and you know, hopefully that carries carries over this week. And we've had a couple of good practices this week. Holloway, Luke Holloway, your quarterback, wound up as the leading rusher, scored a couple of touchdowns. He has been a good option running the football and has given the offense a little bit of a different dimension. Yeah, they really, and that's, you know, they were going to take Shepard out of the game. And, and that's, if you do that, you do that. But Luke can run the ball as well in, in, in how we want to run the ball. And he, you know, he had, he had a lot of yards running the ball. It was just, that was what they gave us. And, 
and, and we got a lot of plays that we that are replays and all that. So if they're going to key so much on 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 Trey Leonard and, and Nick, you know, Luke gets gets all those carries. So you know, we we did we did really good in that aspect. We we just should have figured that out quicker. I think it's for it to be more of a competitive. But for you know, first half. Till right at you know they scored right at halftime, which really hurt us. But you know it was, it was, I think at the end of the first quarter it was zero zero, and then they had a kick return they, in the they, third. They had a third quarter, killed us the opening kickoff. Yeah, you know that really that really broke our back right there as far as just getting way 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 down, and then then we basically you know we're trading scores with them right there in the second half, but we just dug a hole in the first half we couldn't get out of. Uh, it doesn't get any easier because no. you played number 14 at their place, Georgetown. Now you're going to play number 12, Bethel, in McKenzie. That's coming up on Saturday, and it's homecoming for Bethel. And you know they're all going to be juiced up and ready to go. And, again, a, a tough environment, but you got to get your guys ready to go. Oh, yeah, you got to get them ready. And it's, it's um, you know, Mike, Mike does a fantastic job there, too, uh, it, the the crazy thing about this game is because uh, Mike recruits over here a whole bunch too, and Mike Jasper, who's a Mount Jude High graduate, right? And and it's a it's super super guy and one of my close friends. It's they a lot of the kids on our team and their team are either teammates or they played against each other and they've known each other since they were eight, nine, ten years old. So it's a, it, it's become a big rivalry game for for both sides was because the kids know each other so well because a lot of them grew up together neither played with the you know with one of those guys or played against them their whole their whole high school career so it it's a big game in that respect because it's a lot of people that know each other that, that, that play against each other and it if you look over the last several years that we've had that it's you know it's a back and forth and oh, it's yeah. always a, a a big battle it, it's a game that you don't have to worry about your kids getting up for it. You know, Bethel kids are going to be up for it. Our kids are going to be up for it because it's a game they do circle because I know this kid or I played against this one. And so, you know, it is a big game. Well, and, and looking, I went back 10 years and it's five and five over the last 10 years with Bethel, two programs that have seemed to be pretty much on equal footing. Now, Bethel had that great year last year where right. they went, I guess, 11 and 0 and went to the first round of the playoffs before they lost. But again, Cumberland's got to take care of Cumberland and if you well, do you last year if we take care of Cumberland we win again, you know watching the game this week, uh, just looking at it, seven minutes to go in the third quarter, we're up seventeen to zip. You know, if Cumberland takes care of Cumberland, we got a shot. We yeah. just we we've got to play well and all four quarters and, and and do what we want to do. I think. I think you know, it could go either way. But it could also, you know, they're a good football team. I'll never take that. You don't get ranked twelfth for right being an okay team. So they're a good team. But um, you know, you've seen you've seen the uh, things that Georgetown Georgetown did to them or whatever that that you know can help you with it because georgetown's a run heavy team when they played them they're a run heavy team so you, you see some things okay maybe we can do some of the same things and put a little different wrinkles in so but it's going to be a challenge we got to be ready offensively what's bethel going to try to do there it's it, it's kind of and, and they will run the ball and they seem to have run the ball but they've got some they got to me what I think their best spots are their, is their quarterback and their receivers. I think they've got um, a great group of those guys, and you know they're going to try to isolate guys out there and get 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 them in spaces where they can uh, not necessarily nickel and dime you because they'll hit you deep too. They're they're not afraid to just send a guy on a fly route and and, and throw it, but. They're going to try to spread you out and just they're going to take whatever we give them and try to and try to beat you that way. They're not a one-dimensional team. Well, again, it, it would sound like they want to try to protect their quarterback, and it it then goes to the Cumberland front. Can you get to that guy? Right. I mean, that's that's what it's going to boil down to defensively is 
can we put pressure on him to to make some bad decisions and and continue to stop the run, which we, we've done pretty good doing that, but we've got to get pressure on him to put him in some situations where, you know, you got a chance to make turn the ball over. That that's going to me is going to be the key is is getting some turnovers, and it has been for our wins. It's when we get turnovers and get you know some extra shots with the ball that that we do well, and and then we get, we got to be fast footed and getting our offensive momentum going quickly. We 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 can't wait a quarter or a quarter and a half to you know to, to get settled in and doing it is is you know make sure that our game plan solid where right from the get go it it'll go i i would guess then defensively if if you can get pressure with just your front that allows you some some opportunity to play cover on the back end then if you've got to bring an extra man or two along the way Bethel then got a chance for a big play. It, it, it does, and that's you know the biggest. Uh, last week our biggest deal secondary wise is quit. We're looking in the backfield. You can't look at the Jets and all this other stuff. Is run your coverage and be where you're supposed to be. If you do that and we get pressure, everything's going to be yeah. fine. So, but you know that's the key for us um, defensively. Is this is this don't don't get caught up in the eye candy because everybody does it nowadays and and you, you know just our front our front guys got to put pressure on the quarterback and then their deep their defense is it's kind of a new age defense they play with three safeties it's kind of a three three front three even a three two front and but they have three safeties back there and kind what of an umbrella back there basically and that's a good a good word that you use for that because they're not going to let you beat them deep. They, it, it's really a bend but don't break defense. So then when we get close to the red zone, now we don't have to bend so much. Everybody can come up, and but they're not going to get beat deep. And, you know, so there could very well be opportunities to run the ball because they are, and it doesn't, they did it against everybody we've seen so far is, there's three down linemen and two linebackers, and they don't deviate a lot from that, but they're not getting, you know, there's been teams that have been real, real stubborn trying to throw it vertically, and they're turning the Bethel's lift off the turnover. But, you know, don't be stubborn and throw a ball where there's five people, you know. Just well, if you can take a, what they get. If you get a helmet on a helmet yeah. and get a one-on-one -on -one stalemate in a couple of places, you've got backs. Who can really crease them? Right. We and that's we got to be patient and just take what they give us, and you know, turnovers and time of possession and holding on to the ball is going to be key. Health wise, you come out we're, of that game okay. We're, we're we're completely healthy coming out of that game, which is good news that we'll have everybody available to to rock and roll Saturday. I'm trying to think. That's the twelve. Is it twelve thirty kick? One o'clock. One o'clock kick. So you'll. You're gonna leave on Friday? No, we'll leave Saturday morning. Okay. It's it's close enough where it can be. I mean, it's it's. Well, almost, there's nowhere to sit in McKenzie. Well, well, not, yeah. I mean, anytime I've ever had to do that trip in the past, you stay in Jackson. But we're gonna we're gonna just make it a day trip and yeah. go that day. Of it's 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 close enough where you can do that and, and make that happen. So that that way our kids can sleep in their beds Friday night and, and we'll get up and. and Get them fed in the morning and get on the bus and go. Well, uh, you mentioned Michael Jasper, 2005 graduate of Mount Juliet High School, head coach at Bethel. They are putting him in their Hall of Fame. That ceremony is going to be Friday night, the 20th. And when you look at that class at Mount Juliet, that 2005 class, Alicia Clark, who's in the WNBA, who's playing for the Las Vegas Aces, and they're in the finals, she was a member of that class. She's about four-time All-American in basketball. And Levi Brown, who was a quarterback at uh, Troy, who set all kinds of record records passing the football, was in that class. High school classes don't come like that very you know, often when you got three. Mike, Mike, Mike was, I mean, he was an athletic freak, so um, definitely deserving that he goes in their Hall of Fame because, heck, he ought to go in their Hall of Fame just because the person he is. He's such a good person, too, and, and it's a great honor for him. I'm proud that he's getting that 
getting that honor because he deserves it. Well, best of luck to you and the, the Phoenix on Saturday as you go to McKenzie to play Bethel. Uh, next one up on the schedule, go get them. That's right. Go Phoenix. Thanks, Tim. Thank you. Tim Mathis, head coach at Cumberland, with us here on the second segment of Coach's Night Out. We'll be back with more after these words.
third segment as we wrap it up here from Town Square Social. The show is Coach's <laughs> Night Out. we got a couple more weeks to go in the show, and then we wrap it up. But this show airs on three Facebook Live platforms, including the Wilson Post, Main Street Preps, and Blue Devil Broadcasting. You can also catch this show, TB Sports 85, on Twitter, now known as X, and on the Main Street TV app. So what you missed tonight, you can watch Thursday, Friday. John McNeil, head coach at uh, Friendship Christian with us. And, John, uh, you played an awfully good football team last week at your place at Fertile Field. York Institute, apparently ranked number one in class AA, and they get out of town with an 8-7 win. They really seemed happy to get out of there with a win against you guys. Well, and I told our guys, I said, look, you know, you you don't think about the reputation you have, and you have it because it was a non-region game. Both wanted to win, yeah, and it would be a big win. Both teams are, are, uh, I think, two of the better teams in their, you know, division, and uh, you could tell that their fans and them both were excited and should be. But it told our kids that should show you that you're a target every time we play. Makes sense. Uh, how did that game come together? I know that the last couple of three years, you've had to kind of struggle to get teams that, that would play at home and home. I mean, that was one of those that we both kind of went to the very end. You know, it was a situation that was kind of neither one wanted to travel right. that far, but and I had to have a home game. Um, but we both waited to the very end just to see if we could – get something closer, and then when it came time that we couldn't, uh, I think it was his fall break week, but he, okay. didn't ha- he didn't have a choice, and we didn't either, so uh, first time we've ever played him, um, but it was a good battle. It was a good game. Physical football it game. It was a physical it? game. Uh, York wins. They, they get a third quarter touchdown, and they they fake the PAT and, and get the two-pointer. You had some opportunities later in the football game and just didn't wasn't able to capitalize. You know, we had several opportunities. I think um, I'm trying to remember if it was the first half we might have been opening drive and we didn't get anything. We got a couple penalties, got down to about the fifteen. Um, <clears throat> the story for us was penalties. We had more yardage than they did. Uh, penalties got us. In fact their touchdown drive we gave them fifty yards oh, on penalties. Wow. So it wasn't that they drove it down the field. Now, they got a good team, don't get me wrong, and heads off. They're very well coached. And, you know, they, they did the two-point conversion. They, you know, they didn't line up. They faked the, the extra point, raised up, and we didn't cover the tight end. And, you know, took guts to call, and he called it, and it, it won the game for him. Then we had a field goal. Um, I don't remember if it was a fourth or third quarter. It was maybe fourth that uh, we missed it. Uh, you know, it gave us the lead. So opportunities were there. We just didn't take them. How did your kids uh, react after that? When I mean, that was a tough physical football game. What what was their mindset when it was all said and done? You know, I don't I, – I, I kind of approach after the game different sometimes. A lot of times I'll just say we need to wait till I see the film because sometimes when I think we've done well, we didn't and vice versa. I just – I was upset with the penalties. I did know that part. Yeah. That part bothered me. And I told him, I said, you know, I've kind of let that part go. Uh, that won't happen. And um, yesterday, a couple of them paid the price, which is, you know, it is what it is. And um, <clears throat> I ain't talking about jumping off sides and stuff. I mean, things that are unnecessary. And, um, you know, so like I told them, I said, guys, before and after the game, winning this game is not going to – you know, make us win any more games. Losing this game isn't going to make us win or losing the game. What it's going to do is give us a good team to line up against coming off ball break. Uh, something we need, and uh, you know, we got we got what we wanted out of it, other than just getting the victory. Well, and I'm, I'm, there's a lot of lessons to be learned in a football game like that. And uh, now you've got Ezel Harding coming to your place, uh, homecoming. Ezel, if I'm remembering this right, decided not to play region football for a couple of years 
now they've gotten back into it, and it seems like they're probably a little better than maybe I thought they'd be. They're four and four, and they've been pretty competitive. Yeah, I mean, they're, they've got athletes, and uh, they're getting where they need to be. I mean, that's numbers is no different than the rest of ours. So, um, you know, it's a situation, as I told our kids, everybody asks about, well, what do you think? What do you got to do? I got to take care of us. Yeah. I know that's, but it is. If we don't, we're young in the line. Defensively, we've played solid. Uh, offensively, we're just so young in the line and inexperienced that, you know, we've had to make some changes um, on certain blocking schemes and stuff like that because um, we just didn't think we were able to get what we, I mean, we were winning some games, but Tyson was also kind of the guy that made it work because, <clears throat> we didn't have to block everybody. Well, that's not going to get us where we want to go. So we've, we've hopefully made some changes in, that we can get better in the next two weeks that will help our team, I think, perform better offensively from a from an O-line standpoint. Well, you mentioned Tyson. Tyson Walcott, senior tailback, plays on defense. With a good game against Ezel Harding, he could be over 2,000 yards for the season. What a, what a year he's had, again, with a youngish offensive front. Oh, he could. And first of all, I want to apologize, but my mouth is burning. <laughs> so I'm having to <laughs> having to – my you, nose is running. I ate that over there, and I shouldn't have ate before because it was – I'm not a spicy guy. Ketchup's hard as it, hot <laughs> it get for me. So I'm sitting there burning my lips and tongue. And, um, uh, question, Tyson. Walcott, <laughs> um, 2000, if he has a good game. You know, God, I love that kid. That kid is uh, – He's a workhorse. He practices hard. He plays just hard on defense, offense. Never does he let up. <clears throat> he doesn't come He's, off the field. No, much. he doesn't come off the field. And here's the thing. He is like a pinball machine. You think he's down and he doesn't spawn, put his hand on the ground and gone. I, I just, I, I tell you what, he is uh, fun to watch. I had a buddy of mine that came and, and uh, hadn't been around a while. Old coach, it's out of coaching. One of the better coaches for a long time. And he, he even told him, he went over to him and said, dude, I love watching you play. And uh, just great. You know, he's a good teammate. And uh, well, he's got that, that he's a wrestler. He's got that wrestling mentality, the guy you want in the foxhole with you. And he's going to fight every offensive snap, every defensive snap. No, he does. And he, he's just as, he plays just hard on defense. He's, he's, uh, he's tough. And, um, you know, it's it's been good to have him with a young line because he's been able to help them <clears throat> from a standpoint. We've missed some blocks, but he's made them miss. So people don't see that. You know, we see that that got to be that's got to be you know as, as correct as much as possible. But luckily, we've had him, and you know, we've been able to throw. Luke, Luke Sellers has done what we've asked: control the offense, make the throws when we need it. We've got some weapons outside. And I know, though, you know, here's the bad thing. I know those guys would love for us to throw it more. But as a team, you're looking at this. There's so many bad things happen when you throw. And if you're running the ball and you're getting yardage and you're getting yeah. first downs and you got a guy that could bust at any time, it's kind of hard to do that. So we've been very successful, you know, hitting the big play. Like they start crowding the box. We go deep. And we got receivers can beat them deep. We get one-on-one -on -one coverage. So – it kind of has helped us. <clears throat> He's had a couple hundred hundred uh, yard throwing games, um, so we're you know we're very equipped on the outside uh, to be able to catch it. But um, you know it's just our game is running the football. Well, and you've got a guy who who's obviously got the numbers. He's bearing down on what is it thirty something touchdowns he's already got this year. Uh, Get Tyson enough snaps, and he's going to take care of it and get you some points. Yeah, and here's the thing. He hasn't, I think, three games off the top of my head. He didn't play in the second half. So all this came in, in eight games and and really really seven games. You know, well, six and a half yeah. if, you, if you consider <clears throat> three halves he didn't play. So, you know, it's a situation that, uh, um, that that's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. And – you know, one of his games, 300-yard games, was only on 15 carries. So, you know, it's a, it's, it's kind of a – and here's the other thing. Everybody knows he's getting it because our quarterback, you know, is, is not a running quarterback. He's not – our scheme is not made with that. Like, you know, last year Garrett was, was his own read and some other things. 
um, we're kind of not running a, you know, we're kind of running a sniffer. So if we're not throwing it, it ain't, it, it ain't hard to know who's getting it. And uh, so, you know, it's a situation that uh, it's kind of games we like because our defense is, is good. I mean, our defense has uh, done a very good job this year. So that helps us know that we don't have to just throw up a bunch of points. Well, uh, Dwayne Lowe runs that defense for you. His daughter is going to be the homecoming queen on Friday. And, and I remember Dwayne's been with you for a long time. He played for you. I remember when she was little, little, and now she's homecoming queen at uh, Friendship. There'll be a lot of uh, former players coming back for this, won't there? Homecoming you know, always good it on is, campus. And I've seen a couple. <clears throat> I saw one come in last week played for me in 98 or whatever. I'll be honest with you, I didn't recognize him because uh, he had a beard and he's just gotten a little older and one of the better receivers we had in Oil Cersei. And uh, I was like, I, I, I didn't I, I didn't want to say anything, but I didn't hardly recognize him because I hadn't seen him in a while. And, you know, I love our guys coming back. I, I, I do have, I don't do Facebook or social media, but I do have one page that's alumni football baseball. And I just want to do that to connect and just be able to, I don't get on it a lot, but just wishing happy birthday to guys. Um, you know, Coach Johnson, his birthday's today, who played for me also and does a great job of football operations guy. Coach Lowe's birthday's tomorrow, I think. So they're all getting older, too. They were little pups. You know, they weren't even married. And they was running around. They got to see my kids grow up. Now we're seeing their kids grow up in front of our eyes. So <clears throat> this is what I love about it is, um, you know, family. I get two son-in-laws that, that coach and and um, you know, just uh, it's just it's just a great thing. And and just for the record, I mean, my uh, uh, coach Fry at Lebanon, McKinley, my little my little grandbaby, she will make sure that her dad knows Papa's a better coach. So and a better golfer. If you go, you know, McKinley, who's a better coach, Papa? Who's a better golfer, Papa? So well, that, you did some extra duty during uh, during fall break, didn't you? Down in uh, down in Florida. Tell did. me about that. Well. You know, we got our uh, fifth fifth one uh, uh, married, and she wanted a wedding on the beach, and and um, <clears throat> we we had planned on going to Me Island. My wife and I we usually go somewhere every you know that week we're off, and, and with her brother-in-law and sister, and so we and then she decided she wanted to get married on the beach. So okay, we drove down on Friday to 30A or something. I don't know wherever that is. It's about five and a half hours from where we were. And we had a reception on the beach, bonfire on Thursday, Friday night, and we had a wedding on the beach. I performed the the, the ceremony, and uh, they got you licensed. And oh, well, yeah, now I was ordained. Yeah, I had to say that by the power investing in me, you know, state of Florida, uh, it, I want to make sure it's legal. But uh, it was great. I mean, my daughter, and that's all I care about. She got what she wanted. I told her just to have fun with it. Everything may not go the way, but it did. The weather was unbelievable. We had all of our kids there. That's great. The grandkids. You know, we have four now getting ready to have two more. One in uh, Fry's getting ready to have another one for us. Well, McKenzie is. Fry's getting ready to have another daughter, and, and uh, we're hoping that it, I think it should be on my birthday. And so it's just, you know what? I, I'll say this. I hate losing, okay? But when the game was over the other night, and McKinley and Vivi, that's Brooke, uh, her husband one coaches at Ravenwood. When they come to the field, they don't care. And I get to grab them, hug them, and kiss them. You know, it kind of takes a little bit of the sting away. Well, and you're you're enjoying those those grandkids. And and you've always been a family guy. And it's it's good to see a guy who can go as hard at it as you do on Fridays wanting to win that football game. But there is something else in your life. Well, those are my I, – I get to enjoy these babies. My daughters would be like, you didn't do that for us. No, because I had to raise you. I don't have to raise them. <laughs> Luckily, I just get to be the papa and, my, you know, my wife, Nana, and get to, you know, she'll know to go. McKenzie will go, well, you ain't got any money to get it. Well, Papa's got money or Nana's <laughs> got money. So, you know, it's a situation. She's right. She makes a phone call. She's going to get it. So, um, you know, it, it is great. I, I, t I told somebody the other day, and this is true, I, I, I can't really look. God's been good to me and my family. Uh, I've had a great place at friendship friendship's been good to me uh the administration's been good to me the board uh the you know board's been good to me uh, my players I've, I've 
got more kids than I'd ever have that that uh, baseball, football that I love dearly means more to me than than um, <clears throat> any of the rings or anything we want. I do love that. Don't get me wrong, but that's not what lasts. When I get to see, you know, Lee Sweeney or Adam Thompson come up and kind of surprised about Adam Thompson. You know, first he got married and then he had kids, but uh, just I, I, that's what I love. And then I got to be with my family too. I told somebody, you know, friendship for 30 years. Here's the deal with that. I got to be and do what I love with the people I love. Because a lot of coaches don't get that. Right. I mean, really, coaching takes you away from your family. But I got to choose a place that it didn't. And and friendship was great about having, you know, letting my family be a part of it. And that's what we're doing now with the coaches that have kids there. John, thanks for the visit. I appreciate it. Best of luck against Diesel. Finish up strong this season. Appreciate it. John Thanks, McNeil, Simon. head coach at Friendship Christian, as we wrap up the Week 10 edition of Coaches Night Out, live from Town Square Social. Thanks to Justin. Thanks to Hunter for helping make this show possible. We'll be back next week for all the game. I'm Tommy Bryan, and I will talk to you later. and they had a, a barbecue fundraiser thing so she says come to that so I